<sighs> Lazy Monday podcast. Lazy Monday podcast, which is probably not going to come out till Tuesday. No, it'll come out Monday. It's just really late Monday, probably. <laughs> like while everyone's asleep, so technically Tuesday. Had some scheduling issues for this one, so we're it's just me and uh, me and Nate this time. Party in this bedroom. It sounds kind of sounds kind of sexual. Anyways, today we're keeping us be, on task. The today Nate-ster. we're going to be cutting through all the gunk and stuff to get you guys up to date on our thoughts. Through I don't know what are we doing again? Is it games or is it lazy movies? podcast? Roll with the intro. Boom. What a great intro. I love that intro. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds so cool. You 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 cut to this intro every time and it's the same. And don't you think that And it, it's the same level of awesome. But don't you think it's going to eventually get Who made that song? Do you know? Outplayed. Do you know the name? What was the name of the song? Uh, I'm blanking on it too. Dark Dubs Darkness Dubstep. It's somewhere on audio. It, uh, look in the look in the link for the description. Look in the description. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> It'll be awesome there. site. You guys should check it out. You can get some licensed music to put in your videos too. Who knows? We maybe we'll get the entire library. Beautiful. With all the money that we have. All that YouTube's money. All that Ubus tubes. Ubus tubes. Ubus tubes. A couple couple extra S's in that. <laughs> So what's the first topic you got for us today? First topic, Final Fantasy fans, this is going to be a hit on your part. Unfortunately, the translation has been taken down of Final Fantasy Agito on the PSP. Agito? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe it's Agito. I thought or it was, actually, the article I read is called it Type O, oh, Final type. Fantasy Type O. Yeah. Unless that was yeah. a typo. Uh, high five. High five. High five. Fuck off. Anyways, so Final Fantasy Type Zero. Oh. The translation got taken down. Yeah. Which, what do you think about this, Sage? I, well, I'm kind of curious why. Um, I, I get there's, there's the copyright issues and everything. This might mean that they're coming out with an official translation, because, I mean, this one was an unofficial one, right? So... Well, officially, they're coming out with what we believe is a remaster HD version of this, which... But there was no there was no English version of this. It was no. only released in Japan. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, they it might, it might be the fact that they're taking it down because they don't want two translations competing against each other. Uh, they might be taking it down because they don't want... Well... Whatever, fine. I would think fine. that a, tra- a translation would only help their um, sales unless they were planning on releasing uh, a translated version. Because, uh, I mean, otherwise, how are they going to... If it's only in, in Japanese or whatever language it came out in, how would it sell in the English markets? Well, if a fan makes it, then I would I would buy the game and then get the, the unofficial translation if there was never plans on being a translation. If I was that hard, diehard yep. of a fan. So... Well, Probably there's going to be a translation in the future. Well, there is. Well, yeah. Officially, there wasn't a translation, which is what led to this. But I guess I, with this remaster coming out, they felt that they needed to take it down. And unfortunately, the fans are going to have to pitch in some more money. Yeah, I do feel bad for the guy. I mean, it, it was a fan translation. So that means this guy kind of did it, you know, essentially for free. Yep. And it's like it just had to get taken down. Like he didn't. I, 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 the story that I read didn't say like he like got hired on or anything like that. It was literally just 
So all that work he did translating voice acting and putting all that into the game for the patch, it's like, well, now just take it down. We don't, we don't want you to have do that anymore, which I guess is the risk you take making fan art ever. But I feel like it. I feel like that's that's kind of a sucky situation for the guy. Yeah. Hopefully, we get Final Fantasy fifteen eventually. But well, this has nothing to do with Final Fantasy fifteen. But I do agree with you because that Final looks Fantasy. awesome. It looks so cool. Uh, There's a. There was another thing I uh, I read about. Um, I read about this on Gamespot. Did you hear that they're um making a one night only live performance of select scenes of the um the last of us featuring the uh original voice actors and everything like that like i don't know if it's just a table read or if they're acting it out but it's like it's gonna be like this next cup coming week that sounds awesome but hmm i thought there was going to be a movie that was coming out of that eventually you know like there's going to be a movie of metal gear solid and all these other games but maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be. Well, I, we'll I don't know. There wasn't anything about the movie, but I do know that this is apparently a, a free event because the tickets are free. Um, and as well as they'll be live streaming it over uh, Twitch and I think YouTube. And I think there were there was one other one they were uh, streaming. But um, but yeah, so like anyone can can go and watch it who is around. Um, you I forget the, the link, but you should uh, Google it. Look it up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Except for the fact that all the tickets are probably gone. Probably. You remember trying to get into the uh, Sony press conference that they're doing in theaters? Yeah, that was instantly gone. So this is probably like, yeah, as mo- soon as the information got out, it just most things nope. like this are always instantly gone. So Almost always. We'll be joining you guys on YouTube and or Twitch and the is it just YouTube and Twitch? I think there was one more, but I forget the name of it. So yeah, it's, it's and just the two. other one that we don't know that that one <laughs> other streaming service. <laughs> and hopefully, we will all. I don't know. I think yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome it's essentially thing. just a tape. I mean, essentially just you get to watch them perform it, but it's nothing you haven't seen. If you've played the game, you you haven't seen it. Although you were telling me some PS4 owners haven't played the game because. Of a stupid statistic <clears throat> that is bullshit. I haven't played the game, and I am a PS4 owner, so I can so preference directly. What do you mean by this? Agree to that. Pre- preference what you're saying. So, what's the statistic that you that you read oh, okay. and were telling me about? So, many of our watchers maybe know this, readers, whatever, listeners. Probably not though, because you're all stupid. <laughs> you're I a dick. You. I love you. Audience, I love you. Go ahead. I don't hold your hand. I spack it away. Go ahead. And stare at you like you're an idiot. Um, but <laughs> role playing podcast. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the statistic was that from Sony, they gathered some information that apparently most of the PS4 owners there is a percentage, but I don't remember yeah, it either. Most of the current PS4 owners have not played The Last of Us. So they believe that this remaster will help bring the experience of this amazing game to more fans of the art. Now, the funny thing is, is, is you're, you say that. You say most PS4 owners haven't played The Last of Us, which is true. But the reason the, this statistic is, is around is because most PS4 owners didn't own a PS3. So it wasn't that they, didn't, they had the game like you. You have the game on PlayStation 3 and just didn't play it because you're a lazy fuck. It's because they didn't have the ability to play it. So it, there's a bit of a difference. I completely have no defense at all. Correct. Good job, Nate. My defense is this. You're a lazy fuck. I was Say busy. It. Say it. I was busy. Yeah, things things have been busy around here. Actually, we've been uh, unfortunately our, uh, we we have been releasing our normal content, but we haven't had a short out in a while. We're gonna have we have one coming up though soon, where it's going through its final phases yep. of post production. Hopefully, it's gonna give you guys a taste of the stuff that we're going to be running through real quick. And yeah, you guys should be a bit more action oriented. Yeah, rather than my me being in front of a stupid green screen. <laughs> we're gonna like blow the last some one. stuff up and set shit on fire and you guys are gonna love it not in this not in this short though just just hopefully in the future 
Oops. We have no money. Send us money. The next short. We can we make will, some stuff. The next short, there shall be explosions and helicopters, and I demand at least seven Megan Foxes. Well, I mean, the Megan Foxes are, are a given. Of course we're going to have those, but I don't know about explosions. The helicopters, probably, but we'll see. <laughs> Wait, so you're you're testing to compositing and an explosion, an explosion, but you can do an entire render <laughs> of a human being. Let me ask you this: Could it be an explosion of Megan Foxes? Like, can I can I mix the two? Is that okay? I swear to God, if I <laughs> log on to YouTube and I see that you uploaded a video of an explosion exploding Megan Foxes. <laughs> That'd be great. I would watch that movie. Next podcast may only be one person. But on top of that, um, I just wanted to plug a little little teaser for you guys. Um, on top of uh, hopefully getting some more action-oriented shorts as well as uh, shorts that are a bit bit longer in length. Uh, excuse me. I'm burping all over the place. Um, we're actually... Th- Every uh, time you do that, it looks like you're going to throw up. Blech. Like, I want everyone blech. to know, everyone who's listening, just... Throw up all over the mic. He just blech. lunges forward from his chest and then, like, whips his throat and goes... I, I, I want to know if, like, that actually, like, comes through on the audio side. Like, if people actually can picture now, like, if you go back <laughs> and listen to me hiccup... Maybe we'll get some fan art of what they picture. <laughs> And we'll be able to tell <laughs> of, of me nearly puking on a mic. Um, but we're also uh, looking into now. This is a, a very far future, but some animation stuff. We're uh, currently working in Blender because we don't have any money uh, for actual. Which programs. is awesome. Everyone look up Blender. It's Actually, yeah, sexy. it really is. I I was really surprised going into Blender. Like I I was like, it's free. It's a free software. Uh, I it's I mean it. it most free softwares you get, you know, not not that great. But then I actually open up Blender, and since Blender's beginnings, it's actually added a lot of stuff that really are great tools that can get you get you where you want to be. It's kind of a kind of annoying. the The interface is confusing, but um, I mean, after you work around in it yeah. a little bit, you you start to kind of get the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, the learning curve is really steep, but which is for any 3D animation yeah. ever. But if you guys play Dark Souls or anything, you you don't have any room to talk cuz that game is ridiculous. Oh my god. I can actually say that I've played Demon Souls and raged quit to the point where I literally just gave the game to someone else because I couldn't beat it. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about uh like learning curves? Yeah. I will say Demon I I am an avid fan of I know we're on a total tangent, but we're, I'm an avid fan of uh, Dark Souls. I played it. I haven't played Dark Souls 2 yet. haven't had the money to go get it, but um, I played Dark Souls 1 like three or four times through. It actually is a game where like if you really give it the time, it re- you, you, you learn it. Like I, I, I remember once picking it up and just immediately getting smacked down and being like, what the what is this? I, I hate it. I don't like it. And then I went back, and um, what really helps, in my opinion, with like Dark Souls, just because I do want you to play it, um, look up lore videos. For some reason, lore videos like you you start you watch the lore video, and then uh, you pick it up and you start playing, and then you're like, oh, it gives context to everything that it doesn't actually really tell you a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you that you would get out of the lore you have to find and like really analyze and think about but if you like look at other people's ideas and things like that it actually makes the game kind of fun it i don't know sage, i sage i, I want to like, remind I like you, the game shut I up i want to remind you you're talking to a guy who hacked plague inc because he got pissed off at the simian flu really you you hacked the game so you like cheat codes you're like how, how do you hack an alpha Apparently, pretty easily. Maybe you should watch the Let's Mod video that I will never release because I'm too lazy to put it up. I don't know. Maybe if people really want to learn how to do all this stuff, I'll teach them. But it's very, it's fairly simple. It's or like literally, click, click, done. I rule the world. Haha. <laughs> people are dying. How great would that Fool. be if that was like actually how fear hacking me. worked? 
like you always see them in movies where they're like typing up this crazy code and everything. But what if it was just like drag this thing, click, all right. And can you imagine if it's literally like I a guy at a computer who just copy and paste lines of code? <laughs> he literally doesn't type anything. He just goes control C, control V. Control Hacking one oh one. Control V. I just won a million dollars. That was some I hard think I'm work satisfied right with my life. That was some hard work. I'd like to see him get hired to be a computer programmer or something like that. And just like he sits down at a computer and he's just like, I have no clue what any of this does. <laughs> you hacked into the Pentagon and you don't know how to program a computer. How do you math? <laughs> what is this programming? Let's let's be honest. I'm surprised I even made it through the door. I didn't make it to the fifth grade <laughs> i dropped out of school at the age five to become a international computer hacker <laughs> i am anonymous god all right so what's our next topic that we got um we were talking about uh video well, uh, we were talking about video games movies i would like to go back to that because uh the um there is a new halo movie that's or not halo movie it's a, another series that's coming out that's gonna be pretty cool is he going to look funny like he's a giant robot that I, can't move I and hope somehow not. is able to overpower things that are way more agile than him? Well, the the thing is with, with Master Chief, you have to remember, is he is technically half machine. So, I mean, it, I, I get where they were going with that. The one thing I think they did that I don't like is I feel like the, the Master Chief costume they made just didn't seem to fit the actor very well. Like I, I, I feel like they they had an actor and everything like that. I am. I think honestly, I like live action stuff. I think it's cool. Um, I think it's artsy. I think uh, especially with um, what was it? It was Rising Dawn or something like that. Um, was the last one. Um, but it's like, it's very artsy, very cool. But the fact is, you can't really portray how amazing Master Chief. Or any Spartan really is, unless you you throw in a little bit of CG in there. And I feel like they kind of tried to do as much as they could practically, which made Master Chief kind of look robotic. Because, I I mean, if if you if you like read the books of Halo or anything like that, which I've read some of, uh, he essentially was trained as a ninja. Like he he is as agile as a ninja. Then they put super armor on him. So. It's like he actually has amazing reflexes, uh, can move around like this. He's not 100% robot. He's a bioengineered guy. But it's like how do you show that with an actor who might not even be very athletic in the first place? You cast one of the guys from the raid. True. Although I, although I'm sure that armor is very restrictive as well. Mm-hmm. They'll work with it. I, I I'm like... I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to do a, a decent video game action movie, make it animated. I, and I feel I feel awful saying that, but I loved, like, um, Advent Children. I love the action in that. The story was a little lacking. The voice acting was okay. Um, but I felt like they at least portrayed the world correctly and the characters correctly, which well, I like. I think there's a certain point where you have to just do it animated. Something like Final Fantasy mostly all like 90 percent of these games if they were to translate to movie would have to be animated because it's just there's so much cgi that would come into it that it would either just look terrible or it'll be amazing and most of the time it's gonna look terrible yeah the only games that i would say could be live action is something like call of duty or what's the other one Maybe Gears of War? Maybe. Eh, but it, very iffy. But I would say that um, Metal Gear Solid would be able to come over to live action, most likely. Yeah. I If they didn't screw up, like... I, I feel like but I feel like a lot of those games that you listed are grounded in reality, whereas games like, um, well, I mean, Halo, uh, uh, what, what, what's, what's another good one? Um... I'm trying. I'm trying to. Think what about, about the Last one. of Us? What do you think about that one? Last of Us could totally be live action. 
totally think so? easily be live action. You think they could pull off the makeup for the Yes, zombie? because they I've seen people like fans do makeup that well. You can get a professional to do makeup that well. The the and and I mean it's a zombie film. So you you can do I mean it's I know it's not exactly zombie, but you could totally do that one live action just because that game exactly that. It's grounded in reality. But the second you start playing some like Ratchet and Clank. How do you do a live action Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> like well you, you, you got to make it animated. You, you have to Dude, you the don't understand. Suit. You have to do it like they did the old Planet of the Apes. You got to get those furry suits on. Perfect. <laughs> Con- no, continue. I, I want to hear this. What's your synopsis of how you would make Ratchet live action? So it's a mixture of the furry suits from Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh, of course. Some alien suits, okay. like, the act- like the movie Alien and Predator. And um, what's another one where they have those weird rubber suits? Um, yes. Other monster okay. movies with some I'm, I'm totally following you. And then you just have to have a large practical. Ratchet. All practical. And you have to make Ratchet look like a giant robot. Yep. I, okay. Who that can't move. <laughs> all right, directors out there, that's, uh, that, there's your, there's how you make Ratchet and Clank the live action movie. I swear to God, if someone actually makes a movie off of this, I'm going to just... I'm pretty sure no one's going to try to make Ratchet and Clank a live-action movie. I don't think you can make that art style correctly in live-action. You say this. <laughs> and they, what did they do? They made something like The Last Airbender. Uh, but there's a little bit of grounded reality in that, too. It's just it had awful CG. I, I mean, you could do I'll be honest. I was, I was actually fine with the CG. Really? The story sucked. Really? You were fine with the CG? Yeah, I was fine with the CG. Fucking get out of here. No, no. Holy I'll, I'll, shit. I'll honestly say I was fine with the CG. The CG was awful. The thing that was awful about it for me was just the movement and the butcher of the actual lore. That the was movement. my... What do you mean by movement? Because in the actual show, it's not that they have to do this giant like five-step process to shoot out one fireball. It's literally like it's a sword or a gun where you just you punch fire comes out it's literally not this whole dance where you're all oh i have to summon up the energy to lift a small boulder that i could have thrown with this amount of people but you can say that that's essentially a problem with the cg because the cg was not enough for that five-step process i could i could accept a five-step process if they were to like fucking raise a mountain out of the ground or some shit like that but like that that one scene that one specific scene where it's like five guys doing this choreographed dance and one rock goes floating across the screen like i that's bad cg right there i don't say i won't say bad cg because that was literally the director's decision that it should only be one rock so that so i could be the vfx artist and literally like the supervisor and just be all this is going to look like shit. But this guy is telling me I have to do it this way, so I have to. Uh, literally, they could have made... They, I, I could have even accepted if they took that one rock scene and like copied and pasted the rock like four more times. Had it yeah. be the exact same rock, but at least it was four of them, and like just increased the speed a little bit. Like I, I, I don't understand I'd be totally why okay it was with so that. slow. Oh my god, it was... I, it, it, and the fact was that it actually hit someone. Someone who was staring at them, bending this thing, and it's just... Oh my god! Oh. It was like an Austin Powers moment. He was like, "Stop!" <laughs> but, but it's like, I feel like uh, the worst part is, is, and no offense to to M Night Shyamalan, I, I I know he's had good movies in the past, um, and I'm sure he's he's trying to do something. I I think he's kind of he's had a, a pretty bad streak lately. But it, it's kind of a thing of like. The worst part is last 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 Airbender last Airbender last Airbender could be done well if it was given the proper um, work. I mean the the fact I, I understand you live action can never be what animation can be. Animation you can just go buck wild with it. You can go you can go as far as you want as your imagination can see. But the but the thing is is he just reeled it back too much as well as. Um, 
I don't I don't really know what the decision to change to to the name changes as well as the character changes were. It almost seemed like he really didn't do, like if if we were to see somebody who actually was a real fan of the Avatar series um try to make it. I I don't get like there were characters that just didn't play their their character. Like there there's simple things you could do to make that that movie so much better. But it's like it, they just those steps weren't taken and I don't get why they weren't. So I would even say Avatar could be done live action. I just think it wasn't well in yeah. in the in that. I but just I, uh, if I had the money and the knowledge, I would so remake it. But currently, I'm poor student who's sitting student. in a bedroom. Poor ex student. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I don't know. I I. I I think that's a kind of a thing you see in a lot of video game movies. Either they change something that didn't need to be changed, um, or there was just something about it that seemed like it was lazy. I feel like Do- the Doom movie was a lot like that too, where it's like, it had really cool effects, really. I mean, that one had everything good except for a bad script a really weird section where they went into a first person mode. Did you see that movie? Yeah, I mean the the section had the only issue I had with that section was that it just didn't blend well with the rest of the movie. Un- it, was it was unnecessary. Like, it was un it wasn't really motivated to me. Like it was all, oh, well he's superhuman now. So now we so now we're in a first person view? Yeah. But why? It, there, it, I mean they could have did something where it's all, oh, well Maybe we're doing a couple first-person views for their helmet camera or something. And then I'll be all, okay, well, fine. I'll just deal with that. But it was just, eh. Well, it was a good reference to the game. I get that. I get I get why they did it. But the thing is, they didn't do it well. Where it, was, it just was like, oh, here's a reference to the game kind of thing. Like, they didn't put it into a thing where there's so many more creative ways you could have done that. Exact, in fact, your way could have been great. It worries, like all right, let's do this. He puts on a helmet cam and it could go into like a, almost a GoPro like, like thing where that was a natural transition to, to why we're in his eyes. I, I think a little bit of it as well was that technically that moment in that movie was supposed to be the big action scene, yeah. but they told it through a first person perspective so that they didn't have to do all the crazy jumps yeah. and flips and all the shit that he would actually do yeah. in a third person well, perspective. Mm- Okay, so if I was planning this, which of course I you would are. actually, I would actually change up the entire movie so all the horror sections were was in that first person view. That could be kind of cool. I think it. I think it might work well. Maybe. I don't know. Let's I really don't like. On this. <laughs> I don't know. We need some previs. Sage, you can uh, do all the modeling, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, totally. I only just started into my Blender class, but yeah, I can totally make a. A Doom monster. Good. Perfect. Because we're about to make an entire 3D game for you guys. No, we're not. Not yet. We are not. I swear to you. I love... We're trying to keep up with, with Rooster Teeth. They're making a game, so we're going to make a game. <laughs> Sh- shut up. <laughs> Two guys can do it. Rooster Teeth? I, I was trying to keep up with, like, everyone. You know, like, Rocket Jump and Corridor Digital. Are they making a game? No. Oh, okay. Wait, I was actually, to, they did. I was about to get really excited. Technically, what they, I think someone oh, the made Flower a game Warfare? for them. Are you talking about that a- iOS game? Oh, now they have two games? Dude, we're so far You behind. haven't played that game? No, they have the I, Flower Warfare, and then they also have uh, the Terminal Endless Runner. Which, oh, oh I haven't my seen that. God, that was the most brilliant idea ever because literally it got me to p- sit down at a computer playing that for hours because I was trying to... I'm gonna have to look Get that up. Get farther than everyone else. I've only played Flower Warfare. I've, I have not played this terminal game you're talking about. Just, I wonder. It's probably a fan made thing, though. I, w- I would think that those two things are flower or are fan things that they like made official kind of thing. It's what a lot of people seem to do. Is like yeah. a fan will be like, "Hey, look, I made this," and then like, "Here, here's some money. Let's uh, let's put this out for everybody." Isn't that the same thing that they did with um? Well, what Rooster Teeth is doing with the Ruby game? Yes, I mean, it was a, it was a fan thing. And I think it you're, it's still available on on uh, online. But essentially, Monty, the director of Ruby, played it, loved it, and was like, uh, "I would like to fund this." And so, <laughs> so he was like, "You are now working for me." And uh, the really cool thing that 
I think I, I don't really know the, uh, if this guy is prepared for or not, but he's going to have an entire team now because the Ruby animators will essentially also be character designers and animators for the Ruby game, and we'll switch over to that in between seasons, which when you're one guy in a room making a game by yourself, and then suddenly you have money and resources and people, it's like how how do you make that? No, most yeah. people transition into that. Like they become something where now you're a team, and now you bring that team up to the next thing or something like that. Where yeah. he went from one person to an entire group of people. Like that's yeah. that's a big well, transition. Yeah, and for everyone else, it is incredibly difficult to manage an entire team, it's especially when it's your first time. Because you have to get to this point where you're all okay. Well, I can trust them to be able to do this amount without burning everyone out yeah but i don't want to feel lazy and just oh everyone else is doing my stuff so all i do is just check up on them you you kind of have to do stuff with them so they don't look at you like you're literally a boss but you're a leader well and the the biggest thing about managing a team the biggest thing about managing a team that i find is um you you have to be when you yourself are an artist, you want to be creating whatever it is you're managing. But the problem is, is it's almost a full-time job just keeping up with what everyone's doing. That a lot of times your job is not as much I'm creating and everything like that. You're just kind of being exactly what a middle management is. And it really kind of sucks because you feel bossy. But it's like you point at them and you say, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'm going to make sure everyone's happy kind of thing. Like that, like you, you essentially take on that role when the, when the, when it gets big enough. Now, when we, when like the teams, we, me and you have been doing like three, four person teams, maybe even less, maybe it's just me and you, you end up having maybe three or four guys that wear three or four different types of hats for each production. And that way you kind of get a little bit more of that band of brothers feel. But like, if you're, if there, if you go anywhere between like 10 to 30 people, Suddenly now your job is not as much, you know, hang this light, film this scene, do this, do that. It's more just make sure that this guy hangs this light and this guy does this scene. And it, and it you know, it, it it is hard to strike a balance between a leader and a boss. And that that's always difficult. What? How do we get on this topic? We were talking about um <laughs> the Ruby game. Ruby yeah, game. as we swear one day we will get rid of our... ADHD, and we'll be able to stay on topics and not go on tangents. Never, but never. You need to stop taking so much caffeine. I will take as much as I want. The um, next topic is well. Before before we move on, just just uh, uh, as the last thing, the the one b- big business philosophy that I have is um, a lot of I, f- I find especially coming out of uh, film school, a lot of people kind of have that mentality of they need to fill every position to the point where they have 30, 40 people on set who do maybe one or two things, which is kind of how the professional uh, business model is, where like you have one person, that way nobody gets overloaded with too much work. But uh, I find that a lot of times that actually adds headache and and slows things down more than the people that uh, do, you know, one or two people and they're running gun, get it done um, kind of people. And that's what we kind of are trying to be. We're trying to kind of limit that a little bit. Uh, we have a lot of people that have been like, let let me work with you. I like, I, I love you guys. I I owe you whatever whatever reason they have for wanting to work with us. But we tell them we will once we have something for you. Be and and we me and you kind of take the reins a lot of times, and do everything because we want to know what we need help with, which a lot of times is um, art department, camera, something where if we're in front of the camera, we need somebody behind the camera. But it usually only is one person. We don't need an entire team for just camera, an entire team for art, entire because it becomes excessive and it becomes almost diminishing returns where you got 40 people to lift up a shower yeah. curtain, you know? I will also say we should probably try to do an outdoor thing. It's hard. We're in Arizona. I mean, but it's so much easier on lighting. Oh, it is. Believe, I, I completely agree. I think we need to either move to a different part of Arizona or something because for those, for those of you listeners who don't live in Arizona or don't know about uh, Arizona, 
Um, let me give you a good example of outside. There are no, there is little to no cloud coverage ever. It's mostly dirt or concrete, which also bounces up heat, um, and it's usually 120. So going out and filming for 12 hours a day, 12 plus hours a day. I mean, it depends on on how hard it is what we're doing while trying to keep continuity between shots of sweatiness. Like that's actually something where it's like if you if we you know, if we're dry at the beginning of the shoot and then and then we shoot scene 2 at the end of the day and we're sweating buckets, it's a bit of a problem, bit of a continuity error. And we're amazing at continuity. <laughs> Especially gun continuity. Definitely. Oh my nobody, god. Nobody nobody look at the guns. Don't don't say that. Don't say that. Nobody look at the guns. Uh, but uh but it's like it is difficult because we are in the middle of summer we're hoping that uh, at least i'm hoping come october um november time we'll be able to start filming outside again because it's just middle of the middle of the year um during the summer and spring times it's just it's it becomes actually a health hazard to film outside more so than more so than even um is it is it easier on us? It becomes a thing of yeah. now we're worried about you know people passing out from heat exhaustion or heat stroke, or from your skin peeling off and then you're just sitting there like a dead iguana just. Exactly, you're. I actually was on a set where we were on over a bridge, <laughs> and I was like, I I was like, hey, I'm out. I'm really pale because I work at a, on a computer almost twenty four hours a day. So this one time I'm outside, I'm like. I'm going to take my shirt off and like tan a little bit. And I didn't think about it for about three hours and put my shirt back on. And we're just like, man, this shirt is really itchy. And then later on, man, this shirt hurts. It hurts really bad. And I took my shirt off and I'm just red um, all down. Uh, and was this so wasn't bad. the only time. There was another time we were on another set out in front of a pool and he decided to do the same thing. Literally. I didn't learn, I didn't learn my lesson. Literally 20 minutes in, I look over to him. I'm all Sage, you're turning red. He's all. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. What are you I'm talking about? Fine. I'm, I'm tanning. You have to, you have to turn a little red to tan. Then we get to lunch and he's just sitting in the chair. Just, Oh, uh, it hurts. I couldn't put my shirt back on. I was shirtless for the rest of the. I was shirtless for the rest of the uh, the set day. Everyone kept asking me like, Sage, why you were inside? Why do you have your shirt off? And I'm like, I can't put it back on. It hurts. <laughs> it was so bad. I was I was a lobster. Oh, uh, that's that's Arizona for you, right there in in four words. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I know you can get sunburned in yeah. cold weather too, but yeah, I'll agree to that. Along with the every time there's a breeze, it just dries out your eyeballs. Yeah, it's it's not cool. It's, it's just hot air. warm. Yeah, it's, it's like when you open the oven, and it's just actually that's a great example. <laughs> Everyone, go put your oven to about one twenty degrees and just stick your head in it. Congratulations, you've now had the Arizona experience, <laughs> right there. Wow. But but that's I mean that's kind of why you, uh, it's it's hard. If if we hopefully uh, around midsummer, I know, and this goes back into talking about getting us more getting more action shorts and things. Um, it's a when when it's a small crew and you don't have to worry about um, setting up four or five lights to light the scene, uh, and you have the sun and a bounce card. You can gorilla shoot, and, and you can and you can move a lot faster. And I think that's I think that's the bit a big thing for us is um, the short that came up. We had a lot of trouble with um, the fact that we moved the camera. Well, now we have to move the lights because and, and but we have to make sure that even though we move the lights, everything looks the same. And that was a big, that took a lot of time, which I don't know if it 100% worked, but. Um, I, I, I think we need uh, audi- uh, more powerful choice. lights. Audience <laughs> choice. Um, but yeah, that's, that's always difficult. And I mean, it, it's also difficult with the sun because you have to move with the sun, but it's, uh, it, it definitely is a, is a boon for those who d- don't have a lot of equipment and can't use uh, or can't really um, shoot interiors with such a small crew. It's a lot harder. So being able to do exterior, you, you also kind of have a little bit of fun, like finding locations. That's always a little bit of fun too. So Hop this fence, run from this dog. You've reached your location. 
That, and that and I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of fun. <laughs> Good exercise. Oh god. <laughs> um, but let's get back on the gaming. Let's get back on games topic. How much time we got actually before I uh continue on? We're at like forty. Forty. Okay, we got a little bit of time. Um, there was uh, it was um. Did you hear about Activision is getting, uh, I think it's Activision, is getting sued by a former dictator for the, his representation in their, in their uh, game, in Spec Ops, I believe it was. Let's be honest. Is there any Call of Duty game that hasn't had some random controversy? Because remember, Call of Duty 2 had the controversy of the whole, oh, you're playing this double agent who's with these terrorists, and now you're mowing down an entire civilian. Oh, you mean Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Call, <laughs> Call of Duty 2 is different. Call well, of Duty 2 is like World War 2 or something like that. But I get what you're saying. Uh, they know what I mean. Yeah, they, they've they've had their controversial streak. I wouldn't exactly call this controversial. I'm just kind of curious. Like, I'm pretty sure we've portrayed almost... I mean, Call of Duty's portrayed a, a political leader in almost every single one in a bad way, in some kind of bad way. I actually thought they made up all their political leaders except for, like, Hitler and maybe if they put in Stalin, but I don't think they put in Stalin ever. I think they put in, um, they put in, uh, uh, what's, uh, for Cuba? I'm trying to think of his name now. Ca- Castro? Oh, Castro? They put Castro, Fidel Castro in, um, They did? In, uh, yeah, and that was in, um, Black Ops. That is that. So same, same thing. It's Black Ops, but then it was another guy, but it, apparently he's saying it's there. He's suing him for libel, uh, Portraying him as a like a, a child uh, kidnapping, like a really bad guy. I don't exactly know what all of it was, okay. but the funny thing is, is I think he just got out of prison from like drug charges, like car- cartel drug trafficking or something like that. So I don't really know if his um his wait you're portraying me as a bad guy really stands very well. Eh, well, it's like. Maybe, but I think that there's this level of bad guy. Like, there's, oh, I stole some money. Then there's, oh, I killed your dog. And then there's, oh, I murdered an entire continent of people. Right. But and I, I smiled while I was doing it. But I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know if, I, I feel like his part in the game was pretty small actually like i mean he wasn't portrayed as a good guy by any sense of the word but i don't think his character was that big so and i i don't really know how you go how do you go about licensing a lightness likeness like that like hey you're uh you're the main villain in our in our game because we think you're just a generally bad guy so could you uh (laughs) could you sign off on this paperwork for us to use your your likeness like how do you (laughs) hey we're gonna make you look like an absolute douche are you okay with that like do you like what what do you what do you do in that scenario do you like i don't do you have to make up all of your characters then i think it's way easier if you just make them up in my opinion like it's just and just base it off of real events yeah just base it off of real events if you want and just make up the characters names but even then people will be all hey you stole this likeness of me and you just changed the name you know like I don't know. What was that thing with you, um, GTA Five where they were getting sued? A lot of people are getting sued for well, likenesses in video games. Was is it a movie or something? There was this lady I think that sued for um her story. Like it, it all the all the names were changed and everything, but it was her story was in a game about her and some war or something like that, and she was suing for the the, the, theft, the theft of that. I don't know. I feel like there's uh, people people go to suing a little too fast, and I don't really know. Uh, it makes it makes uh, studios really guarded about like what yeah. kind of stuff they they take in and what kind yeah. of stuff they don't. And to jump off of that, there is li- there is a very uh, great news about the film industry, which is why they are doing all these um intellectual properties which basically means that they've already been done in some other sort of medium or something so then they can be all no it wasn't based off of this guy's idea who's randomly came out of the wordworks and suing us for it it came from this comic book that everyone knows yeah because back in the i don't know early days 
everyone saw what Hollywood was doing. And everyone was all, hmm, it is very easy to sue them. I can get millions. Hey, you know that game that you just released? Movie? Whatever. I'm suing you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because it's like you, you can license a script. You can uh, put a copyright on a script. You can't really do it on characters or genres or anything like that, but you can yep. put it on a script. And if and, and it's kind of like a thing where like if Hollywood wants to make a movie and like make this uh, like make this big epic story and everything like that, and there's somebody whose script kind of resembles it, he can be like, "You stole my story," even yep. though it's just because Hollywood didn't do the research to find out what yeah. scripts have been licensed for what. So literally, like for Hollywood, they just now are all we're done. We're not taking any just spec scripts that are based off of someone's random idea it has to be an intellectual property which Which is sucks which is really really hard because um it's it's really hard because it's like it becomes a thing of when you force it's hard being a poor starving artist wanting to you know see all these things if you have the opportunity to make money off of a lawsuit a lot of people will do it just because we really do need the money. It's like we're starving down here. But it's at the same time, it's like the second you do that, you make a you make the studio have to put up its guard, which yeah. then, in a roundabout way, makes it even harder for you yeah. to get your ideas out which, there. Which, for people who are suing, there's a... Uh, you... Unless it was something super huge where they like demolished your entire name and everything... Then I could see you going and suing them because you don't care at that point. But if it's literally just you need you just wanted the money, you're damaging yourself in the long run for so much because the studio's literally going to be able to blacklist you that it's kind of a diminishing return. So I'd say it's absolute last resort if you have to sue someone. But I I would say I I I mean, and I, it's like easier I said, to kill can, them. You whoa! We do not we do not recommend that at all. But uh, there is there is um, there is the possibility. I think that you say, "Hey, listen, my script was a lot like this. Is there anything I can do to help or something like that?" I don't know. I mean, there's there's a level of not bending over and taking it, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't know. I always like to preach the whole idea of let's all be friends and make movies together and everything like that. And I know it's, that's not how it works. As but, long as I can stab you in the back. But it's like at some point you got to you got to realize that that when when people start it's it's a it's actually a thing um we were at RTX about 2 weeks ago and we, I was at a panel where they were talking about do you ever somebody asked do you ever take like community script ideas and things like that. And they specifically they were very careful about how they said it. But they said um, they they don't really um, look even at those scripts, not even like read them and consider them and then email them back or anything like that because they worry that on the off chance that they get a script like that, they read it, and then maybe they do something that was influenced off of that script. That person that just sent them a script, even though they're sending them a script saying, hey, look at this, I want you, I, I'm try, I want you to use my idea, they can sue because... Yep. They guessed it, you know? Which is so difficult because anyone who's tried to make, made anything, make anything, literally almost 90% of the stuff that you're going to ever make is always drawn off of something that inspired you in your past, including a book, a movie, or some random event on the street. So for... (laughs) Making stuff where people are literally looking for every way to get money from you, it is very. You have to have your guard up like all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's rough too because it's like, I would love. I mean, I I always want to hear people's scripts. Like they they send me their their script ideas and say, hey, could could you read this and like tell give give me your thoughts and things like that. And I mean, I do because I know I'm at a level where it's kind of a personal thing. It's friends sending me scripts. But it's like at a certain level, it's like I, I, one, can't read that many scripts as well as if I were to even consider doing any of these, it's like now I'm, I have to work with this person, which 
they might have written a good script. Doesn't mean I want to work with them. No offense. But it's like they your your script personality and your personality could be very different. But it's like if I don't bring you on or I don't pay for your script and go through the the massive amount of paperwork it takes to to legally buy a script from you, then it's like then it be, and then it, like I said, it becomes a diminishing return. It becomes a thing of I might as well just have not read it and came up with my own idea. And not had to worry about it, which even my own idea can be technically copywritten if it's, as you said, inspired by something else. I always yep. talk about how I want to do something like this, but the oddly odd thing is, is I have to be very careful whenever I say I want it like this. It's like loosely based off of it, not like yep. I want to do an Alien vs. Predator movie. Let's just do Alien vs. Predator yeah. fan God. fiction. And off of that, it's like literally you could just walk up to someone hey, I want to make a movie with giant robots in an intergalactic war and they come to Earth to fight people. What do you think of? Yeah. Well, and, and it's, 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 even, it's even like... You, and, and going back to the, to the Activision getting sued thing, it's, like, it's even a thing of... If, it, you can get sued for if your character is kind of like somebody else in a little yeah. bit of a way. Oh God! It's it, it becomes it becomes too much. Like at a certain yeah. point, where it's like it, it, people just are trying to find ways to make money, and yeah. unfortunately, suing is just too easy. Yeah, like Lindsay Lohan is suing Grand Theft Auto Five again. Again, how many times has she sued? The first time she tried to sue, they she lost because they were able to produce the person they actually based it off of. With is it the daughter character? Uh, I think it is a daughter character. It's literally the blonde one that's yeah. on the cover in the bikini. Yeah. And now she found another person that looks kind of like her, so she did another lawsuit about that one. Because, you know, everything's about her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this person has the same hair as me. They're They must be me. They're getting arrested. It's me. That's my story right there. Yeah. If they're getting arrested, else it's instantly on the radar because that's what I do all the time. Nobody else is blonde and ha- and gets arrested. Just me. Just just her. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it's, it's too easy. There there oh, should God. be there should be like a large form. Uh, I mean, I know there's probably a lot of paperwork to sue somebody, but I want I, they should like triple it. Like make God. it make it to the point where it's like a three week venture just to get the lawsuit to be put into court. And then after that, then there's a whole thing of lawyers' fees and everything. Like, make it harder. Oh my god! Do you know how? I just want you to realize how ridiculous that is, because you wouldn't even wait for the Kickstarter to go up because it took like what was it, seven days? Seven days. And you're literally pulling your hair out. Do and seven days is a long time to wait when on in uh, on Kickstarter time. I. You're, I, you should preference this. This was when we were back doing uh, doing Helsing, which everyone should check out. It's uh, the trailers on YouTube. The film itself hasn't been released. It's still in post production, but um, uh, which is being done by our friend Brian Tooker. Yeah. And um, they're looking for a. Uh, uh, I think they're they're in the current looking for. Um, a sound designer or yeah, sound designer. Yep. Uh, to to do the final mix and hopefully it'll be out soon. But um, we we produced that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. But we produced that, and uh, check out the trailer. It's on our, our uh, thing. But that one was a, a um, what were we, what, 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 where did we go to talk about our, uh, Helsing? Oh, yeah. Um, nope, I lost it. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally blanking. Oh, my God. Uh, you were talking about. You need to stop taking drugs. Oh, you were talking about Kickstarter. So, yeah, uh, we, made a, we made a Kickstarter for that one, which unfortunately failed. We, uh, everything came out of pocket, which. Yeah. Leads me into more why we're broke and poor, but uh, it, it was a very very cool film. I personally think um, for f- something we produced at, while we were students at SCC, and uh, so the Kickstarter Kickstarter was supposed to go up the day of, but I didn't do the proper research and I had to make a business account, which takes seven days to verify. So already the the account was the the project was going to go up seven days late, which means it was going to go seven days into production. And I was just like, I was pulling my hair out, like, why, like, why does this take seven days? And I, re- I, I eventually did enough research to find out that it's really the bank's fault. Bank, the banks are slow to verify that kind of stuff. Well, they have like so many millions to deal with. Yeah, 
but that's that's essentially what I did. I I was like I was in charge of fundraising, and uh, which I didn't. I guess I guess me saying we failed at the Kickstarter mean I didn't do a very good job. But uh, it, that's we were going through that. And currently Ryan, who was the director of of that, um, they do they they are Art of War Pictures. Brian and Ryan and uh, they uh do, they are doing a a Kickstarter, which he's going through all that as well again. Um, to put up the Kickstarter for uh, their movie Woman in the Mountain, which they're also doing through SEC. Is it Woman of the Mountain or in the Mountain? Uh, it's one of the two. Woman, <laughs> Woman of the Mountain, Woman in the Mountain. Kickstarter up soon, which is gonna be cool. Uh, I actually, we were, me and you helped out the Kickstarter uh, on the Kickstarter video, which was really cool. They have a, they have a really interesting idea. I like, I'm, I'm really excited to see like how the effects turn out because it's like borderline horror. But like mostly fantasy western, which is cool. The SEC's never seen a we- never done a western, which will be really cool. Don't worry, they're gonna change the lore the lore completely and make it a robotic monster, and and then get sued for all their money. <laughs> and then get sued by Activision. Stalin. <laughs> they're gonna get <laughs> pretty God. much. Uh, bringing it back around. But yeah, I, I wish them best of luck and definitely check out the Kickstarter. I don't think it's up yet, but hopefully it'll be up either next week, maybe. We'll see. But um, but yeah, that's... Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Art of War Pictures. All right. Well, we're coming up on time. No, no, we're not. We got one more. We can, we can do one more topic. You had one more. All right. What was the last topic? Speed through. Okay, last topic. Speed round. Um, Sony and Microsoft are pissing me off because they are considering early access. I do not like early access at all. Other people might disagree with me, but uh, now I, fuck it. I, I will say the one thing I do like about this, and I'm going to talk like three times speed just so, so everyone can talk about it, but um, I think I think the biggest thing about this is uh, they're trying to draw in more indie crowds to the to the platforms. I mean, indie really is kind of exclusively PC right now. There's not many indie uh, titles for the consoles. So, and and early access really is uh, a the model for early access is primarily for indie titles. I mean, it I should know only be indie titles. I swear to God, if I see Battlefield early access. I'm gonna pull my hair out. Well, technically, technically, major release games have already had that because yeah. Battlefield Four or Battlefield Three had early access. Battlefield Four had early access. Um, I'm yeah, currently playing Destiny. And alphas when they should just be demos that are polished, that we don't have to go. Hey, this is broken. This is broken, and then they don't fix it. Well, I the one thing I will say, I think that they should do if they're. I mean, if they if they're gonna do their their early access, they're gonna do their early access. But yeah. what I think they should do is exactly the way major games do it. Um, Destiny. Their beta is from this day to this day, and then they go out of beta, close it off, and work. I feel like a lot of times with early access, you'll see they they open it up for anybody to buy, and then it's yep. just open. It's like and and the the switch from from early access to official release is just changing the title. Yeah, and then literally there's none of this launch event where people are so hyped because they saw these trailers or something. It literally is the point where it could be like, hey, new AAA game got released like 20 years ago for early access. It finally now got... Firefall just came out, I think. (laughs) It finally now got its official release date. We're holding an event. No one showed up because he got pissed off with how broken the game was when it released, like, the first year. Because nobody understands that it was it's a beta. Everyone yeah, thinks because, that's the official game. And it to me, it just downplays the whole hype that will come from that. Because literally, people just be playing that game for months and months. And as they just keep adding on things where they're all, here's this next world, here's this next thing. It's just going to add up to the point where it's all, I already bought this. I already told the rest of my friends not to buy this because I didn't like it. Because then, you and then you the don't get game. yeah, and then you don't get the thing where it's literally hey, there's this giant event. You get so much money from everyone else because they're all oh, the trailers and stuff looked awesome. Opening night sales go away. Yeah, opening night sales will go away, and but it'll they... literally just be hey, there's an early access party for this launch of this early access game that. Uh, but but I mean, if they do it the same way that they've been doing it with early access, where it's like even an indie title, you know, you pay, you can still pay to get into the early access, but the early access isn't, 
you know, alpha and then, oh, there's an update. All right, now it's less alpha, but still yeah. alpha. If they were to say, all right, the alpha is from this day to this day, which could be three three weeks, it keeps it keeps an indie developer on a schedule. Because I kind of feel like the problem with early access is you essentially don't have to be on a schedule yep. ever. You can just release the game, like, whenever you want. But if, you, if you're, like, you get four days of, of alpha, you get four days of beta, and then... In between those days, you work on the project, and you you hi- I mean, you essentially have to hire your own testers sometimes. I mean, no no offense, indie developers. I understand being poor and everything, but you you get you get your access to the to tester to worldwide testers in small increments, not whenever yeah. you want, and, and 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 that's how it really should be. Is you take the data you got, then you go into beta. Then you take the data you get from beta, you go into final release. By final yeah. release, you should be there. I yeah. could accept one or two uh, debug updates, but after that, you, you need to have it. You need yeah. to have it in the bag. It can't be something where it literally there's a bug that crashes the entire game because that something a bug that big should have been noticed and should have been taken out like day one. And I will I will disagree with on alphas because I really do not like... Well, public alphas. Alpha. I, I, I. It was interesting, but I did not like that it was called an alpha because it, it should. It should have just been an. It should have just been beta, because alphas should. They have alpha testers. Uh huh. And I feel like it's literally just killing that job for people. So it's True. literally just more people that are going to be coming back. Free work. Just, ugh. It's. I mean, it's plays so well because it's like i can get a bunch of free people to come and play this game that they're so hyped about and all they do is just this alpha testers job well let's fire all the alpha testers and let's just go to the community for this right and and one other thing on that point um is the fact that i personally think um when you release it to the world of for alpha testers or even if it's a limited release i feel like there's a little bit of an information overload like i feel like there's no way you can track 5,000 people yeah. who may or may not report the bug. Oh, it's God. like it's like at that point now, it's a month just going through the bug the bug notes. Yeah, and then I feel that literally it's going to be like half of them are going to be spam. The other half is just going to be someone's opinion about how this gun should be overpowered or how this gun is underpowered when it's like a pistol. Yeah. And Which then those can be... Those and then can literally work. you're just going to have like the one out of a hundred that's good and then you're gonna have millions to sift through yeah but i feel like i feel like when you actually make it a job and you make a team of people like maybe a team of 10 20 maybe even 50 i mean 50 i could see but the the fact that you're able to you can manage a team of 30 to 40 and that's much more people can the the cool thing about a a team of 30 to 40 um is like i'm playing a game I find this bug. Let's say I'm the I'm the alpha tester. I find this bug. I look at them and I say, "Hey, did you see this bug?" Oh, yeah. We we already know about that. We're working on it. All right, great. And I continue playing. Or, yeah. or it becomes, "Hey, have you seen this bug?" Oh, shoot. I haven't seen that bug. All right, great. And now you already know about it. You don't have to sift through crazy patch notes or yeah. crazy like uh. thirty thousand emails of people that are saying this was broken or that was broken. You know, it's 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 much more yeah. personal and yes you may get less testers and you won't be able to stress test things like servers and things like that you won't get that but you shouldn't be stress testing servers until beta anyway i don't really think a stress test should ever go into an alpha because you're not trying to stress test that what yeah. you're trying to do is make sure that the mechanics work that the the maps don't have rips and tears yeah. in them and things like that so i personally think actually especially yeah. in the indie crowd you're probably better off w- with hiring or getting a small group of testers, even yep. if it's your friends, you know, who just sit there and take notes of your game. Yeah. Because you're not having to sift through thousands and God. thousands of people. Uh, and I, f- I feel like these alphas and betas were created so they, l- so it could be a demo, but you're able to dodge the fact that it's not the finished game. And you're able to still get money even if a person's not going to buy the game because they had a bad experience on the alpha. And then with this early access, you so get the money because people are buying a game that isn't finished yet. You're buying a product from someone 
and saying, you're going to do this, right? And they could literally go bankrupt. They could just cancel the game or they could just not show it forever. You could literally get, which is literally get the last guardian. Like if last guardian released like something like randomly where it's all, Hey, we're doing early access for the last guardian. I do not want to play the last guardian with early access. I want to play the finished game. Yeah. Well, and, 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 We'll we'll see how the future goes, but hopefully there will be. Um, I I, find, I kind of feel like Steam doesn't really do this very well, but hopefully there will be a little bit of a quality manage quality management. Yeah. Um, with with the consoles, because you know shit's supposed to be a bit more quality managed than on consoles uh, than I think PC PC is like a a grab bag, but uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. All right. <sighs> Welcome to Sage's thoughts thoughts. Boom, Sage. Okay, good. Um, All right, guys. We'll see you on the next Lazy Pod. Till next week. Thank God we're not doing final thoughts again. Life is great. Keep it lazy. Bye.